0: It's always a little bit how can be. Hi, this is Sarah. This is Megan. And this is it's always the husband podcast. Welcome. Yes, we're glad you're here listening. We're doing Thanks for
1: joining us. Yeah,
0: thank you for finding us and listening and hopefully subscribing and all that stuff. I don't know. Yeah. yeah hopefully
1: we entertain you enough that you come back we hope so and, and for, not horrify
0: you horrify you for our
1: dedicated a- iath holes yeah thanks for thanks for listening again
0: right thanks. we we, we love, love hearing from you i had the mo- the kindest messages on patreon Aww. and we're grateful for you so much and the things you say it gets us through the week because if we can make you smile a little bit That's good, but they... We can't make ourselves smile. No, but (laughs) your messages and everything are so fun to read. Yes, thank you. We appreciate it so much. I fed the dogs. Oh, you're getting it. I'm sorry. It's my husband down here. He's (laughs) just getting a pizza. For himself.
1: A pizza that I can't eat anymore. Mm, Because you're not... Are you going to go not dairy for the rest of your whole days? I don't know. Today I ate... We went to our favorite diner after church. We went to Z's diner in Prior Lake and I had um, eggs Benedict.
0: Yeah. Well, that would have butter and it shit. Has butter. Oh. butter. Yeah. So well, did I you ate. feel okay? Or did yeah. you get the squirts? No, nope,
1: but I didn't get the then squirts. Then maybe it's
0: not dairy, but you can introduce it maybe slowly in and see. Yeah. And gluten, you don't have the thing.
1: I, I, I know think I don't was have to. it just gluten. maybe sugary yeah.
0: inflammation overload that made a yeast yes. bomb.
1: And yesterday, when I drank a cherry limeade, I got the hot scorch right away. Maybe you have to right do
0: sugar free for like two weeks. Yeah. But that would
1: be alcohol. Nope. Nope. Just joking about that. <laughs> just right? joking. Yeah. I don't know. Would nope. it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a
0: horrible idea. I know. I'll just keep on keeping up. Could you take like a lactate before eating the dairy? I wonder if that would help with the stomach. I don't know.
1: I mean, I almost think it's just like IBS. Yeah. You know, which is... I'm so glad we're talking about my shits. Again, why do we always talk about my (laughs) shits on this podcast? The
0: world wants to know about your butthole and its movements. Oh, this is, yes,
1: incredibly humiliating. But um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I I I mean, think
0: how many people, though, experience this. Right. I mean, and nobody wants to be seen subscribing to a podcast ibs and you <laughs> and have it pop up on your phone when you're at work so
1: we'll call it it's yeah. always the husband yeah and so we'll
0: call it that and yeah. then you can say it's a true crime and it's really figuring out why you shit your it's pants it's really at work. about shits yeah hot squirts and
1: hemorrhoids right welcome
0: yeah and it's called being a woman in your 40s yeah. that's what it's called you can't help it no um oh. well that's
1: yeah I'm, All right. I'm feeling a little better The yeast infection has subsided, so
0: hooray. Well, candida overgrowth, if you look at symptoms, it's, well, everybody, but it's horrible. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what you get, a lot of people will have, and it's, oh, you have just this overgrowth in your system. yeah, And you got to...
1: Yeah, I really felt bad. Yes, it's terrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm feeling better now. Good. And thank you. Well... How
0: wonderful! Butthole talk. Yeah. And
1: okay. All right. What's what, up with you this week? What's your glitter in the
0: shitah? Um, a show that Rachel actually started watching, and I had watched it before her. Um, and we don't have like a lot of new. We're just. I don't watch a lot of new TV. I like pivoting like yeah, like a new yeah. show that's on. Yeah. For me, that's huge. Yeah. You know, I, I just am always either listening to podcasts or watching old mm-hmm. shows, shows I've seen 400 times or um, just murder shows for this show. Mm-hmm. But this is a murder show. So <laughs> it's called catching killers. It's on Netflix, but it's unique in the fact that they are concentrating on the detectives are telling their story. And it's the same old, you know, it's a lot of familiar stories like Green River Killer yeah, um, that you may know about and some you probably don't. But just hearing the detectives tell their story of how their day-to-day work, what does your work life look like when you're on a case where you're getting a body every day right. almost? And they talk about how they would go without, they would realize i've been drinking gallons of coffee and i haven't had any food in 48 hours yeah and they say when they catch a case you know one was saying to his family like i don't i don't know when i'll really see you again or be down for for dinner and telling their sons like i can't go to any of your baseball games now because i'll be at work i have to be at work and their families understand but you know it has to be hard like they're sleeping at work or they go home and sleep mm-hmm. for an hour. And these are like the closest to, I think like real superheroes actually. I mean, we yeah. have stories where we know the police are fucked in the head, you know, or yeah. she done run off, you know, and that kind <laughs> of stuff. But these are like, these people give their whole entire life becomes their job to save people's lives and find these killers. And it's like, thank God there are people like that.
1: When I, I, really started thinking about that is when we got obsessed with the um golden state killer right. who then they renamed something well he was oh he was he the was night East, stalker and the Easter rapist. rapist yeah, yeah Eron. he was era and now yeah. he's golden state and killer. then he's yeah um but listening to paul holes right who of course is uber right. attractive but yeah. he did that for like his life and then he came out of retirement because it was still stuck in his fucking head right. like he yeah it, there's it
0: didn't leave him a canadian um the toronto like street murders that i of course hadn't heard mm-hmm. of you know because and it was a we live fema- in yeah. um there was a female detective who her own daughter, she wasn't seeing at all. She was like 15 and she was just trying to find this killer. And she finally had to retire because she, she had to get another job to raise, you know, raise her family because she wasn't home at all. But then the killing started again two years after and they called her, you know, Mm -hmm. to try to, but her boss, she had another job then. And her boss like was like, no, you're not going to go try to solve this murder when you work at Xerox now or whatever. (laughs) She had like a regular job. But she was like, oh, my God, I just wanted to get back in, you know, and Uh, but it it took everything out of her. She, you know, my God, it's just to hear how much they give. And then again, for a pay of nothing and a pen, here's a pen and a pad. And that's your equipment you get, you know, and you're risking you might get shot, you might get killed, just like deodorant factory. You know, we might get shot one day. Yeah. And you get no money and you just get called a dick all day long yeah so or erase pictures of dicks or erase dicks all day long. everything yeah or worse you know so that's it's so what's it called again it's called catching killers catching killers once you start one you'll just like be watching all of them
1: cool um mine is this is I cannot tell you this unless I tell you that Nutbar is the person who turned me on to this because if we don't mention Nutbar, she
0: gets... She's going to come and she's going to beat the shit out of us. <laughs> she's going to take her weird bag of doorknobs she has and swing that around and just smack us right in the gunt and then yeah. call us gunty, yep. fatties.
1: Yep. Um <laughs> Like when I, when everyone was like, maybe you have celiac disease, and she's like, oh, it's too bad you didn't get the weight loss part of it. And everyone's, and everyone's like, Napa, uh, Cassie. Um. Anyway, well, this is one nice thing Cassie did for me, yeah. and it is, uh, she turned me on to this podcast. You had a podcast last week, right? Didn't you? Was your I did glitter, killer and um,
0: psyche like. T- two ago yeah two ago okay
1: um this one's called waiting for impact and it's a dave holmes from uh mtv he was Mm -hmm. a vj uh it's called the dave holmes passion project so the premise of this podcast is everything that i love oh and everything that i care about all wrapped up in to one. So by the time Dave Holmes was on MTV, I think I was in college. So we, I actually did have cable. So I remember oh, watching him, right? Yeah. And thinking he's like a pop culture nerd like kind of like we are how yeah. we dominate everybody's faces in trivia because we know stupid ass stuff dumb but shit because if you say who's the president of this country we'd be like what no, country is that we've never heard yeah. of that country but if you say what happened to hayley bieber last week we'd be like she had a stroke
0: yeah and what episode of three's company did jack fall over the couch yeah, right and we would know right yeah what was laura Ingalls horse's name we would know <laughs> bunny and bunny, oh yeah bunny Bunny got shot in the head jesus boy boy little house love to take your soul they and really did. tear it out and shit on it when the baby brother died and laura climbed oh, the mountain because she wanted god to take her yes. instead
1: oh that, the mount, that minnesota mountain was i know big where is it uh, <laughs> in Sleepy? Yeah. anyway you like anyway, it anyway this waiting for impact uh, podcast is about a band called sudden Impact that was in a boys to men video, the oh. Motown Philly video. So if you watch Motown Philly, they talk about the East Coast family, right? the mm-hmm. East Coast family. and they talk about another bad creation who be um, boys to men, abc, bbd. So they talk about Belbiv DeVoe, another bad creation, and then there's this other band called Sudden Impact and Dave Holmes is like a total music nerd. Yeah. Um and he was is like what happened to this band? Why they're in the East Coast family? Yeah. Why didn't they ever have a song? And so the whole thing is this premise of finding the guys who are in this boy band called Sudden Impact and why they never Oh made a record but of course it focused i mean it's all around boys to men right so there's no one i love more of course and michael bivens and you know that girl is poison so i'm going back and they put and then he on the way he interviews all these crazy ass people and it's kind of a it ends up being kind of some a show about like finding yourself and that what you think is gonna make you happy oh is, isn't is usually right. that thing. Yeah. Like, um, and he interviews Joy McIntyre for an episode from New Kids on the Block and he just, it's it's everything I love about 90s pop culture, right? And my music, like Valeska, Griswold, wherever you are, you're going to love yeah. it because you love 90s R&B like I do. Um, I'm not even all the way done with it yet, but there were so many things that I just obsess about and are obsessed with that showed up on this podcast. Like I would s- listen to it and go, oh. oh, my God. And then I would text Cassie and be like, oh, I can't believe it. Yeah. She
0: can find some good podcasts. Yes. I don't. Well, I don't know how she does it. But she if you get a recommendation from her, you listen.
1: Yes. It's so interesting. And I'm obsessed. All right. With it. Good.
0: Um, We do have some patrons. Righto. from people who joined Patreon this week. Joanna F. is from Portugal. Oh. <gasps> She is sitting in Portugal in lovely beautifulness. Is she on the She's ocean? She's Portuguese. Uh, I oh. don't know. Drinking. She said her red, wi- red wine, but she said it's cheap-ass red wine because she has three kids. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know what? That sounds That's good fine. to fine. Yeah. And I just immediately thought of the Portuguese from overboard that when Joanna... <laughs> Falls over and they pull her over and then they're on the news and then they say and Wifuka Wifuka <laughs> and she says you can't say that on TV and he said no a seal we think is she a seal and Wifuka and she's like no <laughs> it's like that's a seal and thank you Joanna you Wifuka <laughs> um we're so grateful for you to join and welcome and we're so glad you're listening all the way um in sunny portugal i'm assuming um and jennifer shore thank you i believe she's from maryland if i remember right jennifer uh welcome and thank you so much for joining we are so excited to have you and thank you yeah you guys
1: we love you yeah And we'll send your sticker. Do we know how to
0: get stickers to Portugal? Well, I ordered my international stamps again, and they're still not here. I don't know what the hell is going on. I'm going to have to call. I'm going to have to just actually go in person and say, give me them, you fuckers. I ordered 1,900 times online that I've gotten before, like, right away. Right, because we sent some to Australia. Yeah, and they got them, so it worked. Um, And Facebook funny fucker, I there were so many there's so many it's we can't know, keep up now there's so many people and they're so funny um I enjoyed Susan Beatty at <laughs> the clock of Jesus staring at the <laughs> clock and saying Jesus Christ look at the time that one made me laugh just silly giggle laugh for the longest time and I thought I have to have that clock I mean I have mm-hmm. I've I would a church would burn down if I walked into it, but I have to have that Jesus mm-hmm. clock. And then say,
1: Jesus Christ, would you look at the time? No, we how do we get that for you? I have to get it. Yeah. I have
0: to own it.
1: It needs to be in our
0: podcasting. And Nicole McKinley spoke to our hearts when she showed the turn to page ten and then page ten is a school book the filled sphinx. With dicks. That's literally what I get.
1: Um, with and those I, weird S's and then the dick. Yeah. Up his face.
0: And his eyeballs scribbled out. Yeah, that's my everything.
1: Miss uh, Mel, Melanie Were and I were sitting outside in the hallway of the deodorant factory waiting for our test subjects to come in. And mm-hmm. there was a like a new piece of furniture out in the hallway. And yeah. what do you know we found? Dick's. Picture of Dick. Yeah. On the brand new. Of course. Couch Place counter in, thing. Uh, carve it in nope it was we did get it off
0: oh that's all the time everyone uh, the deodorants walk up with something um, i thought you should see this <laughs> oh dear <laughs> i thought you should see this oh geez
1: yes we've seen it yeah. before um, all right. So I like uh well oh, I had I was a couple yeah totally um, you forgot ignore about formula. mine. Well I I, totally I was liked Irene Saunders People make mistakes. That's why in a pencil has
0: an eraser and Katie has got it. <laughs> that was I when I wrote that down too. I died laughing.
1: Uh, dead. <laughs> and also I have to give shout out to our faraway bestie, Kristen Roberts. We've never met her, but um, we're best friends we're besties. Here. And she wrote, I can't tell if my IBS is flaring or if Miss Frizzle just sideswiped my colon. I had to pick that one because I've been feeling that for several um, weeks. So yeah. I'm going to blame it on the frizz
0: now. I think she and her weird iguana are up in there. <laughs> what was that iguana's name? I can't remember. Something stupid. I don't know. At least it wasn't fucking Caillou. No. Nope. So
1: caillou is not in my fucking cold no
0: he would go in there i mean for sure <laughs> but at least he's not in there
1: um so thanks for making us laugh everyone
0: we are in our like i said we're in our fourth episode of women's history month mm-hmm. and we are doing women who have killed and megan as we were thinking said to me Let's look for the 70s. And I thought, that isn't awesome. We need to do more 70s, in fact. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that idea. But then when you look up killers in 70s, there are so many male serial killers mm-hmm. and male murderers in the 70s. It, oh, the women are just pushed down into the gutter, the female killers. They get zero attention.
1: Of course, because the patriarchy rules. I know. And even murderers. The k- m- yeah. And, yeah. Gosh.
0: So we were... 70s was full of serial killers um mostly weird men we did find a gem yeah i found a gem and i realized i had heard the story before as it got because it's so weird there's little parts of it that i remembered and i think it was that snapped you said because i listened to snapped as i cut the grass (laughs) in the (laughs) summer all the time and i love it um So this is a doozy. Right when you think it's over, it's like 400 more and then endings. I couldn't believe it. You can't. You say, I can't even believe it. It Can't get worse. Mm -hmm. And then it does. And then it does. And then it does. Mm -hmm. So this is 1975, the year of your birth, right? Um, I was already alive. Sorry, I was 76. Oh, Jesus. I wasn't even alive. That's right. You weren't even alive. I was Mm -hmm. two when you were born. Mm -hmm. All right. So I was kicking it as a two-year-old. But I was one here. You were and you still were pooping not in your even. pants
1: and I was yes. in the womb.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. 1975. Do you know that this was the year of the Thrilla in Manila? It was Muhammad, Muhammad Ali, Ali versus Phyllis Diller. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Joe Frazier. Oh, I was going to say Joe. I didn't
1: know his last name. I Um, I guess
0: that was a big deal. I don't know. We don't notice we don't have sports facts a lot because I don't care about sports. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything. Megan does. Mm -hmm. A little more, but not a lot. Gas was 53 cents. Have you ever? I remember, though, it being 99 cents. I remember 99. Um, Movie tickets were $2 and now it's $1,900. But nobody goes to movies anymore, which is. And the Oscars, it's the Oscars right now. The dresses are coming in, which I love to I watch know. right as we
1: speak. Sorry, um, I thought about that after. I and Well, then I,
0: I also can just, you know, you look could at look on the pictures of afterwards. them afterwards, right? It's you not did already send one, though. I You're sent like, yep, three. I oh, you did? Already. Oh, I only yeah. saw one. Okay. Um, Mick jagger at age 33, and now he knows he's 133 yeah. right now, he said, I'd rather be dead then sing Satisfaction when I'm 45. And that bitch is still touring. Oh, yeah, he You lied. You, <laughs> you lied, Big um, Kool-Aid Man commercials started. Oh, Those were good. Commercials yeah. were good because you had to watch commercials, so yeah. they had to actually be good. And the jingle, we don't have jingles anymore. It's the end of the Mad Men era, right? Right. The 70s, that's yeah, Dan Draper. But, I mean, you had everyone knew like a... For, you know, sing a jingle. You could sing a commercial song five, ten of them all the time. And yeah, what is there now? I couldn't think. Well, nobody watches commercials because you don't have to. Um, but why would you even try in a commercial anymore? Knowing everyone's gonna no everyone's going to fast forward through it, or just skip it, or not even watch them.
1: People knew Jake from State Farm. They maybe know I suppose they know Mayhem, like you said, and Mayhem, and they maybe know Uh, that that lady from the Progressive. Yes, we know her. Yeah,
0: Um, that's about it. Uh, One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Won the big five Mm -hmm. at the Oscars. So that's actor, actress, producer, movie director. Mm -hmm. Toys were things like the pet rock. I mean, I mean, I don't. That was around when I was really, really little. And I don't think you actually, like, got one to play with it. I think it was more like a joke thing. But, I mean, a kid in the 70s could play with a rock. I mean, we could. Yeah. Lawn darts and a rock. Right. Um, mood rings were big. I forgot mm. about the Payday game. I did like that game. Did you ever play that? Mm. Payday? It was no. actually kind of fun. I think it was super complicated, but I think it was fun. It was too hard for me. Yeah. Um, the top 10 shows, five were centered around women Maude, Phyllis, Rhoda, the Bionic Woman, and Laverne and Shirley. So that's.
1: Wow, important. that's all yeah. about women's history.
0: Bill Gates and Paul Allen started Microsoft in 1975. Oh, wow. Uh, the very first DC Marvel collaboration, which I didn't even really know there were some, because DC is like superman and aquaman and wonder woman and marvel is you know iron man and the avengers and shit like that and they don't mix a lot but they did mix in 1975 to make a wizard of oz comic what i guess yeah weird i don't know um a big movie well the biggest movie obviously was jaws and jaws came out in the summer and the whole hubbub is that summer no Mm -hmm. movies ever came out in the summer. Until one person with a brain thought, what the hell? Kids are home all summer. They probably go to a movie on a rainy day or go out to the movies and have candy with their friends and pay a shit ton to see movies or stay out late and go to movies or go to drive-ins all summer. Maybe let's put our movie there. And of course, it made a shit ton of money. And now all the big movies come out in the summer. God, that guy got a a raise. Yeah. (laughs) It's yeah. probably a
1: woman let's be real but then there
0: was a movie called shampoo with warren Beatty, yeah. where he's a hairdresser and he has mistresses a hairdresser you male gay? with mistresses that doesn't make sense 1975 i think you were confused yeah i think Very you didn't know about gays <laughs> You like, pretended they just know didn't exist, gay
1: and you acted like a hairdresser,
0: male hairdresser had mistresses. No, no. come on, oh, Warren Beatty, you stupid asshole. Yes, right. Um, he was handsome when he was younger. Oh but yeah, I, I don't know. Now I think he's one hundred and ten too. Right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. All right, what about some music so. we were boogieing to in seventy um, five? Well
1: in seventy five there were some cut co- there's some country and oh, disco right. yes. and pop oh. crossover. There was a lot going on. Um, Rhinestone Cowboy yes. by Glenn Campbell was the number one song in the whole entire universe of the year. I believe it. Like a Rhinestone Cowboy, which also inspired
0: the greatest movie ever with Dolly Partners, yes, with yes. <laughs> <Sloan laughs> called
1: Rhinestone. <laughs> what a hit! What a hit! Um, yes, so I rhinestone saw that cowboy. in the theater with my mom linda ronstadt had when will yes. i be loved? she
0: can't sing anymore to, due to her sad. illnesses
1: and she also had you're no good you're yes. no good um so linda ronstadt was huge and loretta lynn this is for women's history month yes her song the pill yep was hot good for you loretta and thank fucking yeah. god for that song um, There were also some John Denver songs. Thank God I'm a Country Boy oh, it was like the number yeah. three song. And then there was also weird shit like David Bowie's Fame. Oh, mixed yeah. Mixed in with John Denver. That kind of, yeah. So it was like uh, Fame and then... The Eagles had Best of My Love oh. and Kung Fu Fight. Like, it oh. was it's all over the place, you guys. The Hustle was on Lady Marmalade. So there was like disco. Um, and then one of my favorite songs of all time, because I love Neil Sedaka, is Ooh, I Hear Laughter in the oh, Rain. Oh, yeah. Walkin'. And then Elton John had
0: Philadelphia oh,
1: Freedom. I mean, it's all over the place. I, every song I knew, even. I wasn't born um but I know them all and you know them all. There's yeah. some very Manalo. I mean literally everybody.
0: Well, because people just have their radio on and yeah. you know, while they're working and yeah. you know, you didn't there was nothing else to do. No. But be outside listen to the radio. I didn't even go to Cooper the movies in the summer.
1: Had only women bleed. I don't oh, know that. Song. I don't
0: know. Only Well, well that's yeah, true. we get our fucking yeah. periods,
1: Alice. Uh, yeah. and then, uh, there was even,
0: I don't know if he knew about periods. Maybe, maybe not.
1: Queen had killer queen. Oh, and killer. And, uh, you are so beautiful to me. Oh, Joe Cocker. Yeah. I remember when he did that on Saturday night live. Yeah. I mean, maybe I don't remember, but I watched it yeah. over and over. All right. So that was music. It that was, was pretty good music. It was here. good. Jeez. And it was
0: all over talented the talented people. Yep. Actually. Who knew? Mm hmm. All right. Our show is, I think this is the first one we've done of this show, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We, I never heard of yeah, this We watched a Southern Fried Homicide on <laughs> <and> Discovery <laughs> Plus. Plus, yep. So Southern Fried Homicide episode, The Perfect Poisoner. Southern fry, I and I wrote the first thing I wrote was I liked the opening credits, lovely. When I think of Southern, yeah, um, I try to think to the lovely things like moss covered trees, big flowy trees, and beautiful blossoms, and
1: it's just like
0: porches. It's
1: like my show that everyone makes fun of that
0: I love, but Heart of Dixie.
1: That's how it's beautiful. Yeah,
0: I try to think of those things. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been down south much except Florida. And Florida is Mm. another planet of douche. (laughs) But I do love it. So Um, we're going to Anniston, Alabama. Jennifer Anniston, Alabama. Um, And And, in
1: the credits, they showed like this piss-ant town. But then they said it's a suburb. And I was like, that doesn't look like a fucking suburb. No, I feel like they were showing... Like what? Was a it scene a out of a Aniston? murder
0: movie. I'm like, this is yeah. a shithole. Yeah, it but like I a think it was hole, nicer. That- um, well, yeah, they showed all these scenes, um, of it and it describing it as lovely. But I think it wasn't. I think it was like file footage. I don't know if it was the okay. real Alabama. It's a, when I
1: when I look it up, Anniston, Alabama. It says it has a population of twenty one thousand. Oh, okay, 600. so it's bigger.
0: Yeah. For a little town.
1: Yeah. But it, they made it look like there was. Right. Like it literally br- one street. Street, and... street in a rundown.
0: Yeah. yeah. Like. Okay. Store that yeah. looks like this shit. Makes more That's sense. That's not true. Yeah. No. Nope. All right. We're going to meet the Hillies. And I'm going to say the pronounce it the other way because of work probably yep. once or twice, yep. but we have someone with a name that's like that, but different. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hillies—they live an hour, out- so their town, Jennifer Aniston, Alabama, is an hour <laughs> outside of Birmingham, or Bur- I don't know. They say Birmingham. They're not like the weird English yeah, no. that are like Birmingham. Yeah, <laughs> Birmingham. <"Bermanum." laughs> They're Birmingham. Yes. Um, Michael Hilly, which is the actual son of the couple we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. He's describing it your typical uh, small town and this is where they show like houses and stuff. I don't even know if it's real of the town, but he says it's a small town you know that everyone knew everyone which I couldn't handle. Um, but they I did write, oh, there was a little Brittany dog. I have my like my Didi. a little mm. Brittany dog was shown there and, and I thought, oh how cute because that's my Diego who can't work his but two black or his two back legs. Now Why? aren't working, so he can't go upstairs. Well, I don't know what the hell's oh, wrong Jesus with him. Well, I mean, he's twelve. I don't know, so he can't even go up or downstairs that well now. It's like, God damn it! Do I have to carry him to go out and to the bathroom oh, that stage? Hmm. Oh well, oh, they're fucked. And Otto still just pisses in the basement, yeah. so he doesn't even yeah. try because Jamie won't get him neutered, and he just pisses and rapes mm. everybody. Um, anyway, <laughs> so I thought that like they were showing the small town that was Mm -hmm. lovely and we meet michael so 1970s the show does have reenactments which is perfect um they are um pretty good at trying to get the clothes right i thought too yeah i mean it's always hard when it's way back yeah sort of i mean not they were off a little bit i think
1: the 70s was not that i didn't think those costumes were as great as when they were showing her growing up in the 50s yes yes
0: I, yeah, I think they had a few eras off. Yeah. A narrator, I don't know if it's a narrator or the guy, there's a author there. He describes mm. um, the Hillies as attractive, unblemished, cheerful, and that they were a rise above the rest of the town as an exemplar of good old-fashioned southernness. So that's oh. how we're introduced to this family. Mm-hmm. We see them at a birthday party. It looks like it's for Frank the dad Mm -hmm. um the mom is there her name is marie so frank and marie hilly are a married couple they have two children michael and carol yeah um and at the birthday party the grandparents are there too it looks like in the back and the women are dressed up real nice and even have pearls on and their hair all done Mm -hmm. like i don't know if i would i don't i mean i guess if that's the time but I feel like in the 70s, like my parents' parties, my mom was like in a tube top and short shorts. And my dad was just like <laughs> yeah. topless yeah. or in a wife beater with his ber- <laughs> bathing suit on. And he would be in like the plastic round kiddie yeah. pool that now people use yeah. for their dogs. Yep. And everybody would be hammered. And I feel yeah. like those were our 70s parties in the backyard. Um, so they weren't like fancy like this. This is like a fancy, everyone is dressed up and yeah. they looked like... There weren't boobs or stuff like that, no. I guess. Um, we see Wayne Manis, who is in retired FBI. He has the gray hair, he has the FBI mustache, and yes. he looks every bit an FBI. I agent. thought he was so cute. He was cute. Yeah. He just he tells us about Marie and Frank Hilly. They live in Blue Mountain, which sounds lovely, which is a suburb at the very edge of Jennifer Aniston, Alabama. Mm-hmm. It's a town full of a lot of the mill workers. That kind of, you know, they all work at the, whatever mill it was for. We see a real photo of Marie. Yeah. She has the, I want to say like the short... Like Mar- like the Ethel Mertz, again, or Marilyn Monroe type 50s look, where women yeah. had the short hair, but it was yes. big curls, yes. so it looked yep. kind of feminine and sexy, yep. but then somehow in the 60s, it turned into, like, old lady hair. Yeah. And then if you were still wearing that look in the 70s, you looked especially old, even if you were, like, 35. Yeah. yeah. So, like, where everybody else in the 70s was growing the hair out, like, st- long, straight, mm-hmm. you know, straight hair, like, Gloria... Steinem? Yeah. And you know how she had the long straight split hair. I felt like Marie still kept that fifties short and it looked dated and she was supposed to be like this beautiful, fashionable thing, but I'm like, you don't, you don't look right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're not going to pull off the Marilyn Monroe. Ha- no one could pull off the Marilyn mm-hmm. Monroe hair, but Marilyn Monroe, obviously. Right. Um, oh, and I, I, I f- I'm in a Reddit called Marilyn Monroe. No, thread. and it's where weirdos like put old, unseen photos and, like, you know, stuff about her, like yeah. weird diary entries or whatever. And she was just so incredibly beautiful um but there's this picture i was even going to show you because i thought when i was going to talk about the clothes later um but if you looked at that you would say that's just like someone from yesterday yes like she's wearing just timeless yeah she's wearing like a white button down in jeans you could just say that was my friend like we could have taken that yesterday so i mean she had like a timeless type look while some of these 70s clothes jesus christ like i know i don't and, and some were and some weren't i don't know i, I kind of will get that ag- i need a
1: white button down now that i, see I
0: know that i i saw that and i thought oh my god i was as i was just thinking about the clothes um i'll try to put it on there because I mean, where was, can we
1: get one we need a white i know i find a
0: good one that's not yes. see-through or yeah. paper thin or tissue thin Shitty that's sturdy one. yeah like a classy mm-hmm. one that is a staple in your yes
1: closet that will get yellow armpits yeah well immediately
0: jesus frank a real picture of frank he looked nor i think he was kind of handsome but he aged he looked like he aged quick he was kind of balding but he looked normal that first picture black and white picture of frank did you see fucking ricky schroeder in the background (laughs) Uh that fucking dick is in the background the family no the very first black and white of frank is like in the first five minutes and fucking Ricky Schroeder is there, standing there like a dick. <laughs> and I'm sure it's Michael, but it's yes. Ricky Schroeder because he looked, and that dick sucks. Yeah. Oh, he really sucks. But they were describing Why who was Frank Ricky, was. Ricky, he, he will die. Ricky Schroeder is standing right behind him. Okay, he was visiting. I got to go I back guess. and look at it. Uh, Frank was a blue collar worker, worked in the oh. mills. Marie was a secretary uh, around town. So they had they had very regular jobs. Mm-hmm. They made middle-class salaries, which is kind of a bone of contention for Marie, which we'll get into. Mm-hmm. A narrator, kind of the narrator, because we hear from different people at the time, says the Hillies were middle-class. Marie, though, always seemed to have more of a sophisticated air about her. She really wanted to look good, be well put together. well, la da Marie. She was a poor rich. Right. She was a poor rich. And she wanted to look her best all the time and be presented looking great. Mm-hmm. Although I want to say your hair was fucked. You got to get more fashionable hair, yeah. Marie. Yeah. And she wore, she just, when times loosened up a bit, she still stayed too yeah. buttoned up. And yeah. so that doesn't match with fashion either. You dumb bitch. Just because, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and put on sweats once in a while be a regular person you dumb asshole anyway let's look at Marie's past maybe why she's such a fucked idiot taking garbage out in her fucking pearls with her old lady hair at 41 <laughs> We're gonna go back to 1943. Marie is 10 years old. In the reenactment, they show Marie in the mirror looking at herself. Her parents are Mm -hmm. mill workers, as is everyone in this town for generation. Marie wants none of that. She wants to be rich. She wants to be able to go on spending sprees and buy whatever she wants and fancy dresses and fancy shoes and look beautiful and wear jewelry. Marie was very spoiled by her mother. The reenactment: We have ten-year-old Marie looking in the mirror, and then her mother, for some reason, who was cast by an eighty-seven-year-old woman, <laughs> the mother comes in and says, "I got you a new dress," and Marie just is, says, "I'll be, you know, I'll be the best-looking girl yeah. at school, and they'll be green with envy." Carol Hilly, the daughter of Frank and Marie, that's now you know older, she her we see her for real, and she says, Marie. Her grandmother never punished Marie. Marie got away with everything. Whatever Marie wanted, Marie got.
1: So it seems like... Narcissistic and entitled. Right. Right. They were
0: raising Mm -hmm. a cute little sociopath, Mm -hmm. which they did. You raise a sociopath. When you do that, you turn on their little psychopath gene that they're born with, and it flips on, and, and then you have a psycho. Yeah. Real high school photos are shown here um and she looks lovely I mean she does look like she grew up into a lovely person but then I also think I would look at old photos of my grandma from you know the 40s and I think they just women you looked classy like Marilyn. it was a classier look Mm -hmm. i believe you know normal makeup your hair was just either curled or in the Mm -hmm. 40s it was in those beautiful little rolls or curls in the 50s it was either curled as well or put back up in a bun or something you looked classier in your pictures and you just i think look better our grandchildren are gonna look at our high school pictures and say what in the goddamn hell why are your bangs Up to the ceiling, sprayed like that. Why do you have blue eyeshadow and why are your fucked braces and your lipstick that's all smeared and it's bright pink, your bright pink blush that's just... Barely even blended into your skin. Yeah. Your goddamn zits all over your face <laughs> and your fucked perm that's all crunchy and burnt. And then you used sun in, so you have huge yellow streaks in your hair and it's all fried to shit. And then you're wearing a goddamn peach zippered, high collared yep. shit shirt. What are they? they? There's no way. I my own mother's pictures. I think, my God, how gorgeous and beautiful you look! Just so classy and lovely, uh-huh. and it just seems timeless, like you said, like Marilyn, timeless. Uh-huh. And we, w- why did we look like shit bags? Why didn't we keep a timeless look? We had to know that I'm stretching my fried bangs (laughs) in a straight ass line up to the ceiling. That is not anything that's going to be timeless. Why did we do
1: it? I don't know. And the jean rolling too was just like, why were we pinning and rolling? Well, I think our we wanted
0: jeans. skinny jeans and we had jeans that were you swam in because they're so fucking huge. But then we kept doing I it. I know. Why did we have bright I blue mascara? I don't know. I what? don't know. Why did we have frosted to, I pink lipstick? And why did <laughs> why did we spray those terrible Madonna spray
1: perfumes? You mean exclamation Um, and love even cheaper. Song? Remember the knockoffs that were at Target? Yeah. Yes. Oh, those. I'd rather you have so Gina bad.
0: Tay. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't. Gina Tay is so bad. So, um, so I think mm-hmm. Marie looked lovely just because I think you do look lovely there. And it wasn't as fucked as our pictures were, but she looked quite beautiful. Marie starts dating Frank, who in high school thought she was very attractive, and he falls head of our heels for her.
1: And, and he was cute. He was very school. handsome, yeah. I thought.
0: He loved her so much. We're going to skip ahead 20 years, and boom, bang, boom, they have two children. Michael is in college, and Carol is a teenager mm-hmm. at this time around 1974. She's probably 14 or 15. Yeah. Michael's in college this is where we do see the whole family picture okay this is the marie looks fucked i think she's wearing a fucked yellow pants and a weird patterned shirt frank is probably 46 45 and he looks 70 he looks old yeah. 70 yeah a young 70 <laughs> looks but the two kids look like they could be around today cute as a bug the michael looks like this california surfer Surfer, with this blonde hair carol looks adorable gorgeous hair low
1: pigtails just
0: like that 70s look of just fresh faced and you can put on shorts and a t-shirt yeah and you looked beautiful it was like a baseball natural yeah she was all sporty and looked gorgeous her baseball hat she was cute as a button There's a lot of women that don't want to wear Lucy Ricardo's dress and pearls all the time. And Marie just could not get past that. Carol did not want to do that. We see this reenactment where Marie, again, is dressed to the nines in her dress, hair all done. Although the reenactment, Marie was quite a lovely woman and she had longer, more stylish hair, Mm -hmm. while the real Marie wasn't quite there. Carol was just a regular teenager in the seventies. Like I would have been in the eighties wearing her clothes for the summer, her shirts and her Mm -hmm. t-shirt. She had a baseball cap on in the house. Marie comes up to her and screams at her. How many times are you going to disrespect me with that hat? Take it off. She went crazy. Carol's like, I'm just wearing a goddamn hat. But if it it was a rule, like don't wear your hats in the house or something, then she should know better or whatever. If that was a thing. But Marie didn't like that she was wearing a boy's hat Mm -hmm. and she looked like a slob and she was just wearing her shorts and shirt that kids wear all the time when it's warm. You wear a shirt and a shorts. The dad comes in, Frank, and sides always with Carol and tells Marie, calm down. She's just a kid. She's a teenager. We see real Carol. Carol who says she always wanted me to look different and she was Carol just kind of a side comment says, I guess she was just never satisfied with me, which is such a sad thing to think of your parents. But how many kids had to go through that where their parents didn't agree with Mm -hmm. how you felt? Frank taking Carol's side set Marie off all the time. Marie being, as you're going to see a narcissistic personality needed to be the center of attention and especially her husband's center of attention. She wanted Mm -hmm. her husband to always side with her, her husband to everything Marie did was supposed to be what Frank thought was great. But Frank always sided with Carol because he could see Marie was so mean to her and Carol was perfectly fine. Just how she was right. Frank and Carol were actually really, really a close father daughter Set. I bet she liked. She seemed really sporty. She probably did the sports stuff with Mm -hmm. him while Michael was gone at college. You know, he could. He was going to be a a pastor. Yeah, and he. You know, he maybe didn't like throwing the old ball around. (laughs) He liked reading his Bible. Yeah, And Carol would go maybe the games, baseball games in the summer with him. Who knows? Marie was though insanely jealous of their closeness, not understanding that it's a father and daughter and that happens. Mm -hmm. She felt left out and then would always go, as Michael called it, to drama queen mode and pretend like she's having a heart attack to get the attention yes. back on her and say like my heart. And then she would say, stand in the corner and go, I have having a heart attack. And of and course, like, Frank no, and Carol not. were like ignoring her and watching Maud and saying, fuck off. No, you're not. Marie starts as Carol's getting older and Frank is realizing Marie's kind of fucked in the head. Mm-hmm. Marie starts to become more isolated doing her own thing. Frank, they said, turns to drinking, but they said he wasn't really ever getting drunk. I'm like, then that's not turning to drinking. No, no. that's having a beer like everybody else did. And being a drunk ass like Jamie's parents and my parents and being (laughs) all weird with your family for summer parties. You know, and my God. And having your um, wine coolers. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Or your beers in the pool, the kid pool. And ice, whatever.
1: <laughs> no, kids, um, you can't swim in that. That's right, a that's for the booze. That's a um, cooler.
0: Marie, Jamie would say, like, his family would always do drunken tubings. Like, go tubing in the river. His whole family, like, all the aunts and uncles yeah. and everything. And just be shit faced hammed on hams and just like almost half drowned all the time kids were all over the place i'm sure in the water and the adults were all just hammered oh my god i bet they did have a good time um marie would just or marie would take it out on frank by going shopping and buying a shit ton of expensive dresses and shoes that they did not have any money for to be able to afford She used shopping therapy. Frank was drinking and more unhappy at home and they started growing apart. Marie was causing money issues for the couple because of her spending. But the main thing that started putting a wedge between them at the fall of 1974 when I was born in the fall of 1974 Frank got sick, a flu like feeling Mm -hmm. and weeks went on and it never, this flu feeling never went away. Never felt better. Michael said, dad never, ever got sick. All of the sudden he's really sick to where he could tell he, he was feeling terrible. He would just be lethargic laying on the couch not really able to walk very confused carol said he had the most pale face his eyes were just blood red he was so Mm -hmm. sick that it it was a huge concern we see some real family photos here too um you know and they're looking pretty normal yeah for being in their early 40s or whatever, yeah. people then just didn't age. I, I mean, because JLo's 52 or 3 and she looks 20. I think just we have better, better facial things. Hair? Yeah. And the hair ages yeah. you. It's the hair. Yeah. It is. Frank being constantly ill was taking the toll on its family for six months. He's been going to doctors. The doctors cannot figure out what is going on. Cause it wasn't a goddamn forensic files for the neighbors to say, Frank, you're being poisoned. Yes. God Come damn on. It, we Frank. all knew it. The reenactment that we see next is Marie in bed waking up. She can't find Frank. He's not next to her. She walks around the middle of the night. Frank, Frank, where are you? Frank is in the backyard in his pajamas, just wandering, not really sure where he is, very confused what is going on. He has no idea what time of day it is. She rushes him to the hospital. Michael comes to visit him the next day and said he was yellow. His skin was just this bright yellow. He said he had never seen anything like that. He's confused. He's not recognizing his family. He's not sure what's going on. They give him a massive dose of tons mm-hmm. of treatments, but he still dies May twenty fifth, nineteen seventy five, mm-hmm. at forty five years old. Yeah, looking a young like. seventy. <laughs> <He was> 70. <laughs> a young George yes. Burns yeah. at one hundred and ten. <laughs> 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 Carol, her, yes. just the current Carol, still devastated, breaks down in tears just this thinking about daddy. it. Because it was her dad yes. who she was so close to. Yep. Michael had to break, I think, break the news to her about all these deaths. I think mm-hmm. that her Michael had to. And she oh. was totally devastated. Mm-hmm. An autopsy is done. And they find, of course, because of the yellow, a very enlarged liver. He had pneumonia as well. And an inflamed stomach. And they just cannot put together what it would have been. They assume since he worked in a mill, a kind of a foundry, Mm -hmm. maybe some environmental metals or just breathing in shitty air all day. Maybe he couldn't detox that. Mm -hmm. And this happened. And it seems to make sense. And they go on. Michael goes back to college, becomes a minister and gets married. Uh, he was worried about his mother just her being there without her husband but he knew carol still lived with her was going to high school and marie's mother lived down the street i think very close by he knew that she had people watching her and caring for her marie on the other hand was happy as a clam i guess if clams are Happy? Clam, are clams happy i, think I don't think so happy. they have to they get pried open all the time and eaten i don't know but she was happy <laughs> as a clam because frank had forty two thousand dollars in life insurance what? marie cashed that shit out i can't
1: believe that I know. who would
0: have known mm. and told everybody she could that she's now the richest member of her family i have more money than anyone in my family has ever had mm. and I wish people would have said, well, your husband died. You dumb bitch. That's why If my husband died. You dumb bitch. I could have that much money. Yeah. Oh, you can't count money from when your husband dies. You stupid ass. You didn't make it doing a job. No. Marie goes through the money quite quickly. She is spending on clothes and shoes and jewelry. She bought a car for Michael and Carol bought a car for herself And decides, just in case, as a precaution, she should file more life insurance on Carol and Michael and does so immediately. Very smart of her to do. The fact that
1: people can take life insurance out without you knowing about it is so crazy to me.
0: It's creepy. I I don't understand. Like, I can just go take some out on Phil and then then kill him? Yeah. And then I have all this money now. Oh, Michael says after that, Marie calls him, his mom calls him to say his grandmother, Lucille, had breast cancer, had surgery for it. And the surgery was incredibly successful. And she was doing really well. She bounced back. Right. Better than ever. Until it reoccurred almost instantly, I guess. (laughs) And... We'll cut that out and Michael <laughs> no, decides he's going to take his wife and move in with Marie to be able to so help Michael the for, pastor kid and right, his wife are going to move back in with his mom so they can help together care yes. for Lucille who has cancer yes when Michael comes back to Marie's home he realized Marie has been a nuisance to the police Marie Mm. has constantly been calling the police saying she thinks someone is in her yard stalking her or that there's been a break-in or a burglary or like a peeping Tom or there are strangers in her yard or that she's getting these strange phone calls. And they're like, lady, no. They come out every time to check, but they really don't find anything Mm. until this one time when Michael's finally there. There's a note on the back door, the police find that says, you better leave now or we're going to get you. (laughs) Michael, the real Michael, even is like, what? He looks like, what the fuck is this? This is fucked. This doesn't make any sense. What is this? And I think he knows, like, this is all fucked. Mm -hmm. The detectives don't do anything because there's nothing. Yeah. No other evidence. And they're like, okay. It was like, remember
1: one of our first episodes when that guy cut the head off of his animal? And then he wrote
0: those notes that are like, you're going to die or whatever. Those threatening notes. It's the same thing. Yes. Oh, 1979. So we get four years in the future here. Marie moves across town. She's living closer to her sister-in-law. Michael and his wife also look for a new home for themselves in the same town. Mm-hmm. About this time Carol decides she's going to go to her high school prom and for the first time Marie is quite excited because she Carol is allowing her to dress her up. She
1: wants to wear a dress and Marie
0: does her hair and does her makeup and gets her a dress and is so excited and Carol goes off to prom with her friends and spends like a rowdy night out at prom. The next morning Carol gets home. She's goes to bed because she's so sick. At first, she just thinks she's hungover because she had her first beer, she said. But the next few days, she's still incredibly sick to the point where she said she was on the couch, just coughing, throwing up. She said she was the sickest she had ever been. And it's another unknown illness exactly looking like what Frank went through. And she's getting worse and worse and worse. Carol is gets to be bedridden at this point where Marie is the only one caring for her, even spoon feeding her Carol, the real Carol describes it, that she had a hard time walking. Her feet hurt so bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, She couldn't see anything. She said, it looked like she was looking through big, like magnifying glasses. She couldn't see she had a hard time eating. She, her hands hurt. She couldn't even move her hands. Marie takes Carol to the hospital. Doctors, again, just like Frank, can't explain what's wrong. They don't understand what's wrong. God damn it. Come on. They need Dr. LaPointe la point. to la point la- them in the right direction with Le right Wang. <laughs> Take that LaWang. I was and- going to say Dr. LaMarca, but then yeah. I was like, wait, no, that's, that's my goes. Prosecco. Okay. Dr. LaPointe takes that wing and points to That's the right. word poison on the paper, you dicks. <laughs> but this, the doctors decide to be even bigger dicks because yeah. they're not Dr. LaPointe. No. One doctor who clearly is a misogynistic fuckface mm-hmm. and dumber than piss and went to like upstairs Hollywood medical school like Dr. <laughs> Nick on The Simpsons. And says, you know what? The problem is Carol's anorexic and all these symptoms are just psychosomatic. Yeah. Uh, fuck you. I wrote, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Carol explains, um, I wasn't faking the fact that I couldn't fucking walk. Right? Or that I couldn't see. I couldn't eat because I couldn't even use my hands. Right. Which is what poisoning does, is. Mm hmm. Uh, uh, she just was so sick, though. She couldn't really say, fuck you. That's not true. Meanwhile, when all of this is happening, Grandma Lucille kicks it from cancer. <laughs> she, I'm doesn't, sorry. Why I she doesn't hit it and kick it or to the club. Grandma Lucille. She hits it and kicks it <laughs> to the grave. Oh. oh, Lucille, that was very disrespectful Grandma. what I just did to you. <laughs> But we'll find out, Grandma, that it wasn't all your fault here. Where is this 101? And
1: in the psych ward, isn't that where her brother was called and said?
0: That's when yeah. Frida said. Okay, so okay. we'll start here. Okay, 116. The doctors suggest, because they're dicks, that Carol has to go to the psych ward or like the eating i don't know if there was an eating disorder wing but that's kind of where they were sending her thinking she had anorexia they put her in the hospital the eating disorder well isn't there (laughs) isn't that usually oh no i
1: don't know um Anyway, she was put in a facility that was going to help her. They thought it was all mental.
0: Right. Right. Not realizing that all of these, you could just look at her and see how sick she was. See her blood work. All of this stuff would have come back levels high of everything. In the hospital one day, Carol, who Marie had been visiting, I'm sure, each day. Marie is not there at this point. And Carol says to the nurse, where's my mom today? I haven't seen her. She hasn't come to visit. And the nurse says, oh, honey, your mother's in jail. (laughs) And (laughs) Carol says, what? My mom's in jail? Well, apparently Marie, on her spending sprees, has bought everything on her credit card but wasn't paying her bills. Instead, she was writing bad checks. Mm -hmm. So that's where I wrote, she was sent... To debtor's prison and I put like a ship to Australia. That's where I'm going to go. Yes. She has to be sent off with everyone else in debtor's prison to lovely Australia. Bye everyone. She gets out of jail. Folks are looking at her in a different way now and saying, "Hmm, Marie, you didn't have no money to buy the dress and you wrote a dumb bad check to the general store. A thousand bad checks. Uh, Marie pretty much said, yeah, I did fuck off. (laughs) Michael is just trying to take everything in. His mother goes to jail for being, you know, writing bad checks, having fraud in her payments. His sister is somehow now anorexic, but sick and in the mental ward and his grandma just dies of cancer. Uh He's trying to hold it all together. He, aggressively asks his mom like what the hell is going on and marie just says don't you say hell in my house <laughs> and ignores him gets hostile won't to him. Answer. won't answer him and he just is like this is fucked mm-hmm. a few days later michael gets a call from his aunt frida and i wrote frida people are still named frida yeah my grandma no no my grandpa's
1: Sister is Frida. Frida. And she married Barney. Frida and Barney. Jesus. We used to go to their homes. Oh. They lived in Tribunt. Shout out to Frida and Barney. Yeah.
0: Frida is Frank's sister, I'm assuming. She told he Fra- she told him that Frank, his dad, Michael's dad, told her that Marie had been giving him injections. He was thinking, you know, to help me being so yes. sick. The nurses taught her to do it. She was giving me injections. Michael says, for Christ's sake, that wouldn't come in handy as information 45 years right. ago, you dumb bitch. <laughs> Why are you telling me this now, five Frida! years later? My dad is dead, and you just realize my mom's giving him mysterious injections? And Frida says, I was afraid. I didn't want to speak up. Marie then says, I am speaking up now because I saw your mom giving Carol injections in the hospital. Frida, Frida went to visit and before she goes in the room, she can see Marie giving Carol these mysterious shots and it takes her back to five years. She puts it together that Frank was getting these shots and he died. Carol is getting these shots. She's half dead in the hospital. Mm-mm. And she said, I I just, I, she's telling Michael now Michael's like, for Christ's sake, Michael right away tries to call carol to see if this is true there's no phone so carol has to drag her ass she could hardly walk to the phone at the nurse's station and michael carol says hello and michael says carol is mom giving you injections in the hospital and carol says no No. and michael says are you sure and carol says no she isn't and michael says is mom standing right next to you and carol says yep And so Michael said, I'm going to call you back later. Michael calls her back later when Maria's not there. And Carol says, yes, she's been giving me all these shots. And Michael says, well, make her not do that. Michael calls the doctors then Mm -hmm. and says, I think my mom is poisoning my sister. You need to test her for every poison that you can right away. And I wrote the Michael reenactment actor was kind of sexy. Did you notice him? He was like kind of Mm -hmm. tall and muscly. Mm -hmm. He kind of was sexy. Mm hmm the doctors rush into Marie's room or Carol's room and act like they've never fucking seen her before. Notice she was there like, Oh, there's a girl in this room. That's been here for months. They look at her fingernails and they, she has the white Mm -hmm. arsenic lines across all her fingernails. And they say, when have these been here? How long? And she's, Carol's like, well, I don't know. Like
1: literally she has been telling them my hands don't work and no one picked up her fucking hands. They never
0: did jack shit for her. (sighs) They didn't do anything. They thought she was just anorexic and not going to eat. And oh, God, make her probably had her mom feed her over and over again. This tainted food that was poisoned. Mm -hmm. They test her blood and find that Carol is full of arsenic. Right away, then Carol realizes, as well as Frida, who was there, I think, with the doctors explaining what she saw, know what Marie had done. They put it all together right away. Marie, meanwhile, goes back to jail because she's writing more bad checks still all around town. Not for shooting up her daughter. No, or killing her husband. Yeah, bad um, checks. But for bad checks. Carol... Is still really nervous and doesn't want to report her mother. It's still her mother. It's so sad. Even though her mother has insulted her for years, fought with her for years, hated looked at her, was. hated yeah. her, who she was, looked at her with disgust. She doesn't want to report her. Frida goes to Marie's home, I guess while she's in jail and is cleaning it or something and looks in her drawers and finds a whole box of, Of rat poison, spoons, a baby Mm -hmm. jar of poison, and realizes this is uh, Marie's murder kit. Murder, yeah. Her poisoning kit. Now, Carol, after Frida tells her this, was certain Marie is trying to kill her. It's just, you don't want to believe that your mom is trying to kill you, your own mom. Mm -hmm. With this new information, a judge orders that Frank the dead husband and Marie's mother, Lucille, who kicked it from cancer, be exhumed, dug up and tested. And yes, both of them died of arsenic poisoning. She killed her husband and her own mother who already had cancer and probably would have beat cancer. She was tough. And was trying
1: to kill her daughter. And killing
0: her daughter at the same time. Marie is first charged with attempted murder for Carol. I think that's the easiest one they can prove since they can have Carol's testimony as well. And the town says she's given our community a bad name. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) Oh, At the police station, Marie denies everything. The police, for some reason, set her bail at 14000 which is very low, since you only need 10%. She gets out right away because people donate to her and give her money, and she goes into hiding... Why? I don't know. In Birmingham, she goes to some hotel because the whole town thinks she sucks mm-hmm. now. Her friends, a week later, want to go visit her in this hotel. They go into her room... Marie's stuff is all there, her clothes, her makeup. But no Marie and her mascara. Her mascara is still there. there. The only thing missing is actually her ID. Police find a note, so another note. This note leaving is seems to be her thing. And it says, <laughs> "You let us straight to her." As if she had been kidnapped and forced to just take her ID. Yes. No one believes it, of course. They now realize she just took off and had this whole scene. And was like,
1: I'll just stop at Walgreens and get more
0: mascara. Yeah. It's no big deal. I'll just buy everything again. Yeah. Marie is on the run. Carol says, at this point, she says, I think she's gone and I'll never see her here from her again, she figures. January 11th, 1980, Marie is indicted for Frank's murder in absentia. Marie, though, has already begun a new life. In Fort Lauderdale. She went to Florida. Yeah. Now we start phase two. Just when you think, oh, it ends, she disappears. No. It is not over. We see a man named John Homan. He's 33 years. The reenactor looks not good. No. Um he's newly divorced he's sitting in a bar drinking being sad he's described as quiet easygoing gullible hello yes and very lonely he has more of a a costanza bald head Mm -hmm. a terrible bald head a ring around yeah ring around um his mustache is not good uh he's not a handsome man he's not a handsome fellow He owned a boat building business. I think it said he had just sold, which I thought that sounds great to live on the beaches in Florida and just have a boat building. I know, right? Next to him as he's feeling sorry for himself at the bar sits 35 year old Robbie Hannon. Robbie's a woman. 35 year old Robbie Hannon is really 47 year old (laughs) Marie Hilly. Yep. And her 47 is a young 67. (laughs) She looks, because of that goddamn (laughs) hair. The reenactment girl looks fabulous. Mm -hmm. The real Marie looked like horse shit. Mm -hmm.
1: But she was starting to let her hair grow out.
0: She was growing it out a little bit, finally. It's the 80s. Yeah. Robbie, quote unquote, tells John she just moved to the area to start a new life. She says, I married young to a wealthy guy from Texas. We had two children, but my kids had died in an auto accident. And then my husband died. And John is like, oh, how sad. How awful, right? Jesus Christ. John likes Robbie. They start dating and hit it off and move in together. John, who has a brother in New Hampshire, actually, Says, come on up here. And so the couple moves to Marlowe, New Hampshire.
1: So how can you tell me this? If you are just changing your name to Robbie and you but you obviously have to have a job. How do you get a job without how
0: do you get a license that says your name? How do you get a social security card? You can say it was all lost in 1980. You can just say, I, it, my, I lost my whole purse. I just need everything. And then you just fill it. You can steal some dead person's social security number and their name. From People used to do that from gravestones all oh the time. Oh my God, what? And then you ju- or you just make up and they give you, you used to give paper driver's license that you could get in like a day.
1: Sure, it you could find so some hard small hard town to that do. didn't give a I shit. I, it seems hard. Or
0: someone who's desperate. For a secretary or something, you just lie to them and you yeah. look clean. They're yeah. going to hire you. Robbie did get a job as a secretary in New Hampshire, and since she was the Southern Belle, she was a hit. You know, her Southernness mm-hmm. was something in the small New England town that was totally cool or new. Yeah, she had a lot of friends. It's and so
1: cute how you say Ray. that. Yeah, and yeah. her
0: charm. In the reenactment, she's in the office and everyone's kind of buzzing around her because she's just this cute because southern she gal. She's so cute. And I said, Albert Einstein's fucked brother walks in. Did you see that boss? <laughs> he looked like Albert Einstein's <laughs> fucked up brother. She had this social grace and, you know, was like designing women. They could yes, watch and see. Yes. Like you know, Julia, Julia Sugarbaker Baker sitting right in front of yeah. her. Here's where you see a real photo again of Maria and John. But I wrote, she looks like shit and he looks like just a dopey butthole, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and I feel bad (laughs) for him because he was probably simple. Mm -hmm. May 1981, John and Robbie marry and no one from Robbie's side attends the wedding. Which is sad because Robbie says she has an identical twin sister, Terry, I that know. lives in Texas.
1: Even Terry couldn't come. What is,
0: is? I mean, she it's like she watches Days of Our Lives yes. or All My Children, and is yes. just taking the storylines yes. and making it her life. It's the best. Oh, Marie now is Robbie Holman. Now back in Jennifer Aniston, Alabama, rumors about Marie are still swirling around. It's been years. People are saying. Is she hiding? Is she in town? Where is she? No one knows. Carol... Is since she's not being poisoned anymore, gets better. Not a hundred percent, but she gets better. Yeah. She says the town people hated her. They blamed her for Marie's actions. Which is so weird. You'd think that they I would know. just be like, "Sorry, your mom's a fucking psycho." Yeah, honey, can we help you? What can we do? Right. She was just. You have no mom and dad anymore. Right. How can You're we help you? You're all alone at nineteen. Whatever. God damn it! People what a fucked town. In Jennifer Aniston. I know they do. Carol said even though her mom tried to kill her she still was worried about her wondering where she was is she okay in new hampshire 1982 in the summer robbie sits john down and tells john that all these headaches she's been having she went to the doctor and the doctor said she has a blood disease she has too many red blood cells. (laughs) (laughs) And john being a dumbass goes what And Robbie says she's sick. And the only place she can get treatment is Dallas where her sister is. Mm -hmm. So she's going to go stay with Terry, her twin and get help. And John says, well, I want to go with you
1: and get cured from
0: your too many blood cells. Yeah. And Robbie says, no, I just want to hang out with Terry. And so he's like, okay. And over the next two months, Robbie's gone but getting he, John is getting calls and updates, and then one day Terry calls and says Robbie has died. She doesn't want a funeral. She's donating her body. Uh, <laughs> don't tell anybody. Don't spread the news. Bye, Dick, and hangs up on him. What the hell? I don't know. I would be. I'm very confused. Yeah, was, I'm very confused. Yeah. John, of course. Decides he's going to fly to Dallas. But before like 24 hours is even up, Terry is at his door. The twin Terry. <laughs> Robbie's twin somehow looks just like Robbie, who looks just like Marie Hilly, but in a blonde, but now blonde. with blonde dyed yep. hair and a little bit thinner. yeah, Two months thinner. Yep. Terry decides to just move right in with John and yes. start life with John. And the two put an obituary in the paper and he's for? like "No, <laughs> yeah. okay john's like that seems normal i like you like
1: what in the world john there are intr- i mean uh, like you know who you live with like i know the moles and phil's back and the
0: and his fuck, yeah. you know, like
1: i know him you know their
0: walk you know yeah
1: yes how can you not tell this is the same person i mean
0: ja- if there was another jamie around I would, <laughs> oh my god I, I don't understand i don't get it at all I, I how this man must have been incredibly simple i know the scars on his body right. like you
1: know who
0: he- of course <laughs> was he vulnerable i think he was do you think so but he challenged. had a business i know i don't know huh i mean i need to look him up terry goes to robbie's work uh after terry and john put an obituary in the paper about robbie which was just a whole column of Uh made-up shit but john believed it right Uh because terry told him that's what happened Terry goes in and some colleagues are like, whatever. Yeah, I don't care about you anyway and move on with her life. But others are like, this is fucked. You're just Robbie. You're not Terry. Right. You're Robbie. What are you talking about? This is weird. Right.
1: They go to the boss. So the, not the people who live with her, but the no, people the who work, work with, with her, her, are, her like, are like, you're
0: the fucking same this, person. You're the same person with just blonde hair. What are you talking about? This is super weird. Mm-hmm. They go to the fucked Einstein boss and they tell him, you need to figure this out. Something is super weird. He <laughs> nice. looks into the obituary and the church she mentioned doesn't really exist. All this weird stuff about donating her body seems mm-hmm. weird. And he finds that he cannot uh, prove anything in the obit. It's just total lies. Mm-hmm. The fucked Einstein boss calls the FBI and the police and the FBI and the police get involved. I guess the FBI could because she's a fugitive in another state.
1: Yeah. Because why would they care? I guess. Yeah.
0: Um, They find Terry at Terry's job. I guess she just still worked where Robbie worked. Or no, she worked maybe somewhere else. I don't she know. She did
1: get a job somewhere else. Yeah. It wasn't
0: where Robbie. I don't worked. think so. They say, um, we think you're not who you are. We don't think you're Terry. We don't even know if you're Robbie. And Marie right. just looks at him and says, Yeah, um, you're right. I'm Marie Hilly. She just gives it up. Right. She could have just lied and yes. said, I don't know. I, I guess I got facts wrong in the OBIT. I don't know. It's my sister. I was upset. What do mm-hmm. you mean? And just lied and got away with it. They really mm-hmm. had no DNA or proof or anything. Then she could have just lied, mm-hmm. but she right away doesn't even, she just looks at him and says, yeah. And answers him. I'm Marie Hilly. I'm wanted for check fraud in Alabama. It just gives it up. Yes. So right there, they arrest her and are like, oh my God, we have the fugitive who's been on the run for three fucking years. And they bring her back to Jennifer Aniston, Alabama. Yes. And Carol still <laughs> says, I wasn't even angry with her then carol but i don't know marie goes to court goes on trial for carol's attempted murder her defense is to blame it all on carol as a lying mental patient carol then finally gets angry she said because she's in court hearing her mother say all these lies about her and she gets really mad she said the da said just to let it all go and tell your story um your mom's fucked you know obviously Marie is then found guilty in June 1983. She gets life in prison for Frank's murder. She gets 20 more years added on for Carol's attempted murder. Mike Girl said he was very relieved. He said, At least I'll know where she'll fucking be and she deserves this. Carol at that point says, I don't hate her now. I don't love her. I just, she's someone I used to know, which I guess is uh, the healthiest she's going to get of this. Okay. John, the simpleton moves from New Hampshire to Jennifer Aniston, Alabama to be next to Marie as she's in jail and still be with her. Ugh. He... uh. And... More fucked is Marie keeps getting weekend passes where she can leave the jail and just be out on the weekend and go do whatever the hell she wants. Right. And they're totally blown away by the fact because she's a multiple murderer. She murdered her own mother, her husband, and tried to murder her daughter. And she gets weekend passes to go walk around the town. It doesn't make sense. No one else would get that. No. But I'm sure she was sweet talking the guards or something idiotic. Marie goes to... This fucked hotel with John and does this past thing for like four years before she finally tries to get away. Marie's with John at the hotel. She tells John that she wants to go visit her mother's grave but wants to be alone. And John says, Sure, I'll just go watch the game at the bar with some of the guys. Mm -hmm. And Marie. Uh, of course fucking takes off so john comes back and there's a note left for him that says please forgive me give me an hour to get out of town john i think waits and then calls the police and says she took off four days later a woman in blue mountain alabama where marie lived with her original family that's where i mean that's where her house was it's february 26 it's freezing cold and wet the police had been looking for days for marie all over town and since it's so cold and wet they just are kind of like good god we can't it's just raining and we can't find her we don't know where she went she took off again who knows here we go again a woman though calls the police and says some weird bitch has crawled up on her porch She's torn to shit. Her clothes are all torn. She's all bloody. She's scratching at my door like a yes. dog. She's bleeding all over. She's bruised. She barely can speak. She looks weak as shit. She's like rushed shit. to the hospital of hypothermia and then fucking dies of a heart failure. And that's fucking Marie. It what was Marie. What were you doing for four days at this live in the woods for one day and not have this massive be torn to shreds like a psycho what were you doing climbing trees did you get in a fight with a bear (laughs) were you making love to the beast in the sewer and he just cut you to shit what is going on you couldn't make it four days outside that's how much of a priss you are good god madam yeah (laughs) i mean what an ending she finally had her heart attack She did have it, yeah. And so, what was she like? Fifty something? Bizarre thing? Whatever. The weirdest fucking story ever. Why was she bloody?
1: They said for those four days, so she just took off. She had a plan for every single other part of her life. Like, I'm going to kill this person. I'm going to kill these people. I'm poisoning this way. I, I'm going to meet a man and pretend I'm 35. Then I'm going to be her twin, and then doesn't she fucking just goes to a forest? And, gets and all crawls around yeah. for four days, and then tries to go to a friend's house. It, it was like her high school friend oh or God. something, and
0: scratches on the door. She didn't watch the episodes of Days of Our Lives that week. That she didn't know what to, what do. to do in the forest. She didn't know where to go. You couldn't just go steal a coat or have a coat or, or just like go on a bus. I guess everyone in the town would know. I don't in know. In a McDonald's, yes. Go dye your hair again and yeah. go walk somewhere. I, I don't know. It was. I. I just. So I'm so bizarre. curious. that What I happened? I, I feel know. like she was attacked and raped by a bear or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <coughs> or tried Maybe. to get on a horse and ride away, and it just bucked her off and yeah. kicked her in the gut. Or the beast got her. I know the beast the got her. Sewers. I don't know. Uh, uh, the weirdest story ever. This woman was insane. Mm Hmm her kids are still just like i don't fucking know what was wrong with her no and they seem totally normal for having such seem insane nice. trauma yeah. they seemed incredibly they sure do. well put together yeah they sure do i don't know well that's our story for today and we'll get back to good old-fashioned men that suck Balls. next week yeah so if you want to leave us a review or a rating that would be great Thanks as well so much for and listening to yes. our
1: women's
0: our women's history month history month yes and we'll see you next time bye